welcome to the Daikaiju Network podcast commentary on 1967's Yangari, Monster from the Deep. I am your co-host, Kent, and with me is your other co-host. Jason, how's it going, everyone? So, unfortunately, um, (laughs) (laughs) no one's going to be able to see me for whatever strange reason. I'm having some camera issues, and I'm not going to take the time to reset my computer. Well, the the only good thing is that's happening for the commentary because the majority of it is that we're going to be turning off our camera once we get to the commentary. Anyways, well, for me, that is. But uh, basically, the majority is that we don't really use our camera for this. So (laughs) at least that happened here. Well, I don't think anybody wants to see my face anyways. Um, If you can tell, I still am battling remnants of my cold. Um, So I apologize if certain things eventually are not going to come in as clear as uh, usual. But um, let's just dive right into this. Um, There's not a whole ton of information I could dig up on it. And I just realized that the particular version I'm going to watch, the Blu-ray one, which was released here about, what, almost two years ago now, I want to say. it does have a commentary track on it, which I would highly recommend um, everybody um, uh, 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 seeking out and, and, and watching. It's uh, done by Steve Rifle. And uh, Steve, of course, uh, is someone whom I trust quite a bit. Um, so uh, there is some information there with um, the movie and I totally forgot about that until now when I popped it in and I saw a bonus I'm like oh crap there's actual uh, commentary track on here which I remember watching it when it first was released and I got it and I was like oh yeah there's actually some decent information here so um, I apologize in advance that I don't think either one of us watched it with the commentary track before doing this commentary. And so as a result, uh, you're not going to really get a whole lot of information from us other than just kind of our own thoughts and opinions on various moments as this movie unfolds. Um, For those who are not longtime uh, podcast listeners, uh, the reason why we're doing this movie is that it's a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, this is a movie that I really enjoy an awful lot. I first found it on Netflix back around, what was it, like early December of 2012. And um, I had heard some things on it that it was a really bad goofy movie uh from another podcast and i thought i gotta check this thing out and so it was still on netflix and i watched it and yeah it's goofy but i loved it and it reminded me so much of some of the the gamera and godzilla movies of the same period Mm -hmm. and i've even said before that in terms of effects um excuse me that um, in many ways, I think the effects are just as good, if not even better in some cases, not not always, but um, better than some of the Godzilla and Gamera films of the same time. And um, 
I really think that not only did individuals from that particular podcast were they incredibly hard, I think, on their criticism of this film. I think this film, unfortunately, has gotten a bad rap throughout a large chunk of the kaiju community. I'm not saying it's a spectacular film. It's certainly flawed, and we'll definitely point that stuff out as we go along here. But um, I would have to say is light years better than the uh, remake that uh, was made about, was it close to 20 years ago? Yeah, because that was originally made in 99. And um, let me just drop a little bit of trivia, what I do remember off of this commentary, um, and to kind of tie it in with um, the 99 Yangari. Um, there is no original Korean version of the 67 film. Um, at least nobody knows. Uh, some speculate it either was destroyed, or some speculate that it's hidden somewhere within the country or elsewhere around the globe and really everybody who knows anything about this film just simply says okay this korean original film does not exist so the movie that we're watching today the english version is really the only version around of this film yep it's the same thing similar i should say similar with the 99 yangari in which that film was originally made in 99 and then redone in 2001. Um, certain scenes re-edited and reshot. Nobody knows what happened to that 99 version. Um, again, similar to this film, nobody knows where it's at. It's considered to be lost or, or damaged, permanently damaged. Um, so these two films uh, have that in common. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I really do enjoy the film. It's goof. I, I enjoy it because I do think the effects, for the most part, are pretty darn good. It's an entertaining movie. I like the goofiness of it. Some of the stupidity in the film is kind of, um, it, it, it's a little, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of, um, it, it's... It's intriguing. That's not really the word I was looking for, but, you know, it's the cold getting to me. So uh, did you want to add anything? Otherwise, we're going to get going here. Yeah, I just want to say that if you like what we're doing here on uh, the, the Daikaiju Network YouTube channel, just make sure you hit the subscribe button down below and as well as hit the notification bell so you can get the latest updates on our uh, new videos. And as well as uh, uh, we're also on... Uh, iTunes and uh, Google Play Music, uh, the audio versions. Uh, most most of our recent uh, YouTube live uh, shows will get transported as audio versions uh, to those two platforms. And uh, also, just want to say that uh, within uh, a couple days, since you uh, sort of mentioned about uh, Netflix here, that uh, the series premiere of the uh, manga adaptation of the Ultraman uh, right. manga is going to be coming out here on uh, April 1st. So that's going to be pretty interesting. And uh, hopefully we can talk about that uh, uh, in the uh, next uh, episode. Just briefly, I know we're, the next episode is not dedicated to reviewing the new Ultraman. But uh, yeah, hopefully we can briefly talk about it uh before we do the next review so um 
with that said, uh, as far as this Yonguri movie, I think uh, my first viewing of it, I think it was just about right, right around the time that Kent viewed it on Netflix because I also seen it on Netflix uh, as well. And um, my first impression of it, and I think I've seen the uh, 2000. Uh, and one Yonguri before seeing this one and uh, after watching this one and comparing the two I enjoyed the 67 version of this film much more because it's obviously has that uh, nostalgic um, nostalgicness to it if that's ever a word and the 2001 version it's more like sort of out there in a ways where they just inserted a plot to that film where an alien invades an alien race invades the planet which uh, in the 99 version that wasn't the case but they inserted that in there and to me that part of the Story of the whole Yangari mythos felt like it was wasn't really true to that to this whole um, series, if you can call it a series. But with this one, I think it's one of those films that you can enjoy no matter what, and I really enjoyed um the effects uh the uh the suit of yanguri uh the characters uh the story etc the 67 version of yanguri i say is far better than the 2001 and if you if you think you can think you're going to see the 2001. I think you're just wasting your time. <laughs> well, you're forgetting something. Um, uh, too, with the 2001 version, and that is um, the acting is awful. I mean, it's not spectacular. Well, not, here, not, only just, not only just the acting, say. but the uh, visual effects of it, because they have Yangari as just a CGI, and even the monster that Yangari faces in this the two of them are CGI and it's, it just does not age very well. No, the the 2001 is just, it's crap. It's, it's one of those movies where if you're looking for a fun time with friends over drinks and to make some sort of game out of it, by all means do it. But (laughs) um, otherwise it's not, it's worth watching like once every odd number of years just to kind of, get reacquainted with it i guess especially if you're a diehard kaiju fan if you're a casual fan no need right all right so um i know there's still a dvd version of this out here it's double billed with conga i i actually have that i think i also have that as well before i bought Um, this uh, blu-ray one last year but yeah i'm also doing the blu-ray we are at the menu Um, let me turn off my camera here 
And so uh, anybody who is familiar, uh, we're going to do the regular thing where I'll count down. I'll go three, two, one, go. When I say go, that's when we hit, uh, you know, the play. And so are you ready? Yes, I am ready. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Kino Lob. I always thought it was Kino (laughs) Kino or Kino. I have um, another, at least one other DVD of theirs. Uh, I got it, what, a little over a year ago, I want to say. It's titled um, The Bubble. It's an interesting movie. The Bubble? Yeah. Okay, there's there's a picture. I was like, uh, I, I hear something, but no picture. You can kind of see the, um, what do you call it? The, yeah, the cresses of the uh, the matte screen. Or not yeah. matte screen, uh, the whole background there. I have to say, though, that one of the things that I dislike about this movie is this beginning because it takes forever. Yeah. A long pandering shot that it's just like, this is unnecessary. Yeah. The camp, they should have made the camera go a a little bit faster on this. Yeah. I mean, this was unnecessary. What's even more unnecessary too is, (laughs) is the fact that being out in outer space and then zooming in on the earth has nothing to do with Yongari because he's not a space creature. Yeah, um, that could be one of the reasons why they inserted aliens in the 2001 version, but still, that doesn't make any sense for me whatsoever. But we're not talking about the 2001, we're talking about the 67 here right now. <laughs> here we go. It's quite in a, long a time. very generic title screen. <laughs> Well, at least they tried a little bit with the font. Yeah, yeah, but still a bit generic. A lot of hyphens in the names. I have to say, though, that despite my complaints about the beginning part, the moon and the earth models look pretty darn good. And right here, too. Yeah. The one thing I would have to say is that when you first see the moon... My first thought was that sort of looks like either Neptune or Uranus. Watch your mouth. (laughs) I like how they drive right in the middle of the highway there. (laughs) Yeah, that's... But see, look, that's good matting. I mean, in the Blu-ray version, you can clearly tell... Well, I don't want to say clearly, but if you look close enough, you can tell that it's matting. I didn't realize that on the DVD. Yeah, even on... You know, watching the Blu-ray on a 4K TV, even I couldn't really realize the difference between the mass screen and the actual spots that were real. It's that good. And of course, this is something I know we've talked about on previous podcasts, but if this is the first time you're listening to us talk about Yongari, this was the most expensive Korean film made uh, for many years up until the 99-2001 Yongari came along. And to my knowledge, that one's still the most expensive Korean film made to date. Even though it seems like they've made some pretty good movies as of recently over there. 
And I think what was the budget in U.S. dollars? Was it for this one sixty-seven thousand? I don't remember. Yeah, I used to know the the dollar equivalent, but not anymore. Let me find that here. Of course, we get a generic beginning to the movie here. You know, basically, a young couple just got married. They're off on their honeymoon, and they're basically talking about an, another son or dog. Here, because... You kind of uh, went out there for yeah. a few seconds. Well, basically, with how they're talking about it, basically what I'm saying is it's just a generic beginning and it almost sounds incestuous because it seems like they're talking about another son and daughter of the same fam, two families that just got together. And if that's the case, then that's just weird. That because that just is weird. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was... we, got, we get uh, a weird light here that causes scratching. Yeah, I was reading up here on the production side. Uh, the younger suit for this, it uh, costs around a hundred a hundred thousand won, which translates into just four hundred dollars in U.S. dollars. And I think even some people from Japan slash Toho even sort of kind of helped with the movie too. Mm -hmm. And it shows here the miniatures and models costed 5 million won, which was 20,000. Uh, 12 construction sets cost 7 million, which is $27,000. Oh no, here's here's a suit. Uh, the, uh, the person that performed in the Yongari suit was paid $400 in US dollars. And the Yangare suit itself cost of 1.2 million won, which was $5,000. So, uh, and it says the budget was around 13 to 30 million won. So I'm not, um, you can, so yeah, you can probably say that it was under $100,000. This Icho kid is one of those kinds of kids you see in the movie that you want to punch him. I mean, they try to make him sympathetic just because they make him out to be this rambunctious kid, but it's like, no, you're you're a terrorist, little boy. Like, <laughs> it's Yangari's version of Kenny of all the Kennys from Gamera. <laughs> you know, that's an insult to Kennys. I I think they need to adopt uh, Icho. They need to be like. Oh gosh, there are Ichos in that film. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, though, you know, this is done by AIP, the um, company that did the dubbing and distribution of this film in the in the states. And uh, I don't know what the history is of it being distributed here, but again, maybe Rifle uh, com commentates on that in the commentary. But um, the dubbing is good. Mm -hmm. And what is even spectacular, even though it's sad that the original version of this film is supposedly no longer around, at least the American edit is really in fine shape. 
in my understanding though too even though again no one knows 100 percent um a lot of people believe that not a whole lot was changed in the american edit of this film mm-hmm. you know you were talking about earlier about the korean version of this film could have been potentially lost or uh, or its unknown whereabouts says here that in the 2000s, the Korean film archive acquired a 48 minute 35 millimeter print of the Korean version. And it says that the print was converted to digibit beta and was unable to be projected due to heavy damage. And it said that the 48 minute version premiered at the first Chung Moro International Film Festival in 2008. So there's at least 48 minutes found of the it Korean version. Why the other, I don't know what, like 35 minutes or whatever are gone. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a little bit more. He's sleeping because you're dull. <laughs> He wanted to play Parcheesi. He wanted to play strip poker. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're no fun. <laughs> I like how he's wearing pink. The pink uh, PJs. Are those PJs or just some gen- generic clothes? Those look like PJs to me the way that they're made. Yeah. Yeah, it's just all pink. Hmm. Maybe they came with the hotel room. That's quite a snazzy hotel room. Yeah, because the thing, like the doll back there is all pink. Get a room. Oh. Quit kissing her cheek. (laughs) Are you a man? (laughs) Man up. (laughs) You brought your work on our... Honeymoon? Yeah, I brought my hand. Even the walls are pink. What the heck is going on? (laughs) It's the late 60s. Where are they at? The Love Hotel? His boss is a dick if he expects him to (laughs) go on his honeymoon. It seems to be... Some kind of nuclear test. Okay, well, call me when you have more specific information then. <laughs> Instead of playing Battleship. <laughs> Boy, that is quite a thick antenna on that radio. Again, it's the 60s. I mean, look at living in the 20 teens and he keeps forgetting this is from well, I mean look at that that's <laughs> even though it's in, in the 60s that's still a bit unusual that they have an antenna that thick look at that model set though I mean look at that rock bet <laughs> <laughs> These always remind me of like the Soviet boxing uniforms from Rocky Four. Yeah, it kind of does. 
So amazing. Aw, <laughs> oh, Lucy took the football out from Charlie Brown again. Five, four, three, two, one, go. That'd be funny, and he wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait a second, I'm not. <laughs> He's upside down. Like, that'd be funny if all the blood rushed to his head and he passed out. And he's just hanging in there with his arms flailing over his head. <laughs> I'm not feeling too good. But seriously, though, like, the miniature work here is spectacular. This shot reminds me an awful lot of a shot we will see a year later from Toho and Destroy All Monsters. And I have to say, and this is probably a controversial thing to say, um, this panning shot of their uh, rocket launch pad, I think is a lot better than what Toho did a year later. Even though that they had uh, $20,000 worth in U.S. dollars to work with for miniatures and models, that's still pretty good for what they did but then again you're talking about a communist country i mean <laughs> you know how many people worked and didn't get paid on this south korea wasn't a communist country i thought this was north korea no it's south korea oh. north korea that's pole gassery oh <laughs> Well, anyway, when this was made in Denmark. <laughs> Jeez, Ken, it would have helped if you at least listened to the commentary. Again, I forgot, so shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and here, I thought you even knew that this was made in South Korea. Well, when it comes to the Korean films, I always get mixed up as, as far as, like, which Korea made them. Like, I thought North Korea made all of them. Oh, no. You like that I spoiled your honeymoon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about ready to get some father. If you look closely here in a moment when the explosion happens, you'll see like a glass top right there. Oh, yeah. That That's what helps. It seems to look like that they had that in the background, too. Between yeah. that smoke and the mountains. It helped create sort of that mushroom cloud effect. Mm -hmm. Again, like the model, I mean, granted, there's not a whole lot here, but just a moment ago when you had some trees in and that matte painting in the back, I mean, that's some really detailed, wonderful stuff there. Yeah. Another thing about this movie is it doesn't take long till we start getting into the monster action. Yeah, it it gets... You know, yeah. right to the point more than I mean, either the under 15 minutes in and we start getting the monster. Yeah. That gets old pretty quick here. Capsule. Capsule. I keep thinking about drugs. I'm lost. I'm confused. <laughs> capsule. Take a capsule. Oh. 
That's fast. You start printing a newspaper and it's out to everyone in under 30 what seconds. A, what a waste of piece of paper. <laughs> they, they, they can't get radio contact from him for about 45 seconds. They already declared a state of emergency. The only thing that would be nice is they had maybe some sort of subtitles. See what you're reading. They know no one's going to buy the movie and actually watch it except us. And diehard kaiju fans. Oh crap, did I do my mic? Okay, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, because I can hear, hear you still. I, I had to mute it a moment ago because I had a cough and I couldn't remember if I unmuted it. <laughs> They actually let people come in with their pajamas. Hey guys, I'm still alive. Well, in Korea, there those are typically the traditional. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm playing an ignorant buffoon. Don't be an idiot. It's almost like he's partially snarling in that helmet. I don't like that guy right there who's just received the teacup. I look at his face and I don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like uh, Jim Barney in a way. Really? Hmm. Yeah, the face. A little bit. I can see it maybe in the mouth area, but... I, st- I thought about him like a week and a half or two ago, and I'm like, man, it's hard to believe he's gone. Yeah, I was just uh, watching up a uh, review from Cinemasker where they reviewed Ernest Goes Ernest, to Jail. Yeah. That'd be funny if he, while he's holding Icho, he took him and he smashed his eye socket into that <laughs> microphone there. <laughs> fatality or this guy here like one of these times he should he should have sneezed and then it's like ah, <laughs> and he can't see because it's all full of <laughs> just let me die <laughs> he's going in way too fast Where'd he go? Can't see crap. You know, since he was uh, landing from outer space, I wonder how long it would take for him just to go down like that. He would have lost his launch like five times over. It's amazing how quickly he traveled. The fact that they had newspapers going during this entire time, and then they were able to drive within a reasonable distance to go get him. I mean, none of this from a time standpoint makes sense. Well, then the other thing too is that 
uh, when he was um, positioning himself to land on Earth, he still did in space, but then they didn't account for the gravity pull. <laughs> right. It's going to burn in the atmosphere for a while. Yeah. There is life out in space. I mean, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong show. <laughs> Call this one booger. <laughs> That's rocky sand. I wouldn't want to go to those beaches. It's quite the big beach, though, if that's the case. <laughs> Hi, I drove 100 yards to see you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, none of this makes sense. It didn't even seem, it seemed like he was gone for maybe no more than a couple of hours. Or maybe like a day because uh, Ichiro there, he was he was in a different set of clothes when he was at that one guy's uh That could be a plot point in this movie. Yeah. I mean, a plot hole. Duh. <laughs> I like how it's just a glow. This guy right here always reminds me of Bob Haskins or Bob Hoskins. Oh, uh. I think Mario and um, Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. This room of smoky-filled oligarchs is so funny throughout the course of this film because you just get occasional shots of them just looking at that grid and that's it. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes. I'm wondering how many of these men developed, like emphysema or lung cancer because it seems like they all are smoking and they all seem like they have a cigarette in their mouth almost all the time it's like a table of mafia people yeah the reason why they got a tablecloth that's red just in case they shoot someone the blood <laughs> you can't prove nothing you see no blood <laughs> You saw nothing. You heard nothing. Would you say you're stupefied? <laughs> what, you dumb? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Like the guy in the middle there. Of the screen, it's like he's got a derp. It's like he's got a derpy face. He's thinking about the what he's gonna order at the drive-through at Burger King. <laughs> I get the Whopper, Whopper Junior. What about the chicken fries? Those seem pretty good too. Sort of hard to see the yeah. I was thinking the same cityscape. Thing. <laughs> Although Seal at the time probably wasn't as very uh, lightful com compared to Tokyo at the time. Well, I think if you have the DVD, I think it's brighter. That's some of the problems I have with Blu-ray is that sometimes your colors are a little brighter, darker. Yeah. 
I like how this arrow here on the glass thing is just moving on its own. I know. I'm, I've always tried to figure out, like, what's moving that thing? Well, I mean, now I can... String there, but, like, in yeah. their office, like, is it supposed to be a magnet? Like, what's supposed to move it? But, yeah, I just briefly saw a faint little line of the strain there just moving that arrow along. <laughs> it's watch. So fascinating. Get the hell out of there! Wow, that was fast, declaring martial law. Usually you declare martial law after a disaster is hit. Apparently they want to get uh, ahead of the curb. Boy, that's some house. Yeah, I was I was about to say that's quite the fancy furniture that they have. <laughs> Quick rob them. What am I supposed to do? Oxygen destroyers already made. <laughs> Once it hits that black dot, we're doomed. But it looks like it's gonna miss it though. <laughs> It's like, oh, oh, shit. (laughs) Looks like someone yanked that vase off of that table. (laughs) Oh, man. Just quickly from when that one building collapsed, there you can see some of the creases of the backdrop there. I'm willing to look past that. A lot of times simply because, and the problem here, even though the miniatures are good, a vast majority of them are so hollow that they fall in an unrealistic manner. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm willing to forgive the movie that because more times than not, they're really trying. (laughs) Like right here, the mat work is really good. Is it gonna keep moving? I would love to get paid to watch an arrow move on a map. There's a lot of gasoline that flew. How did he survive that? I don't know if they said anything about surviving. Does. You'll see him here in like a moment or two. But yeah, that guy was. Why did that guy drive as quickly? It's like, you know, what kind of a doof are you when you. He, it's simple. He was a bad driver. Yeah, that's way too simple. See, there he is. Oh, whoa. How did he get him so fast? See? <laughs> it's supposed oh. to be blood, but it looks like motor oil. Yeah. <laughs> That looks like jelly. You're faking your death. I'll give you five bucks to lick his face. (laughs) We're rich. None of this is going to affect us. (laughs) It looks like gobbledygook. 
fancy homes. Yeah. I've noticed a couple places had dolls in these really fancy cases. And there's Waldo. Right there. Where's Waldo? I can't find him. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Well, shoot it to find out if it bleeds. Okay. Yep, it bleeds, and it's dead. Here I come to save the day. Woo! Chips. They're in a room. Coming to take you out, boy. They have this loose boulder on the side. It's like, that's not going to help a whole lot. <laughs> Stop in the name of the... Oh. I think the report does <laughs> Nothing to report, yet there's a strange glowing light and an earthquake just like 200 yards off. What are you talking about? The mountain's just blowing off some steam. Yuck, 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 yuck. just remembered something. I forgot to lock my door. <laughs> that map in the background reminded me of maps you'd see in elementary school, like of the world, where it'd have like either all the state flags or all the flags of the world. <laughs> Here's our star. It, it is a neat little suit. Yeah. So we must now hold all our plans. I want this everyone out of this town by the end of the day. I'm going to go to the end of the day. I'm going to go to the are the real erratic and inconsistent um, scaling issues with Yangari and like the buildings and the people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a guy just walking along drinking while everyone's running. It's like, uh, what's what's wrong? Looks like a perfectly good day. Why not? We're all going to die. Might as well make it. <laughs> Do these people just not show emotions? They're all just kind of, you know, head down stone face as they evacuate. I guess they just weren't given enough direction. Peekaboo. Ah, take that! <laughs> oh, no, 
Do you say bon appetit? <laughs> bon appetit. Have some lead. <laughs> that only tickles. <laughs> I see you. You said withdraw, and the guy goes moving forward, and you do too. Where are you going? Now you're making a U-turn. Obvious Cameron Godzilla ripoff. Oh, take that! <laughs> or actually just got done taking a leak. <laughs> Work's more important. Why would you want to marry that guy if he keeps just brushing you off and saying, I'm married to my work? I mean, he tells you right up front he's not interested when he says, I'm married to my work. <laughs> I should have thought everything through in the first place. <laughs> no one asked you, Icho. Get away, I'm trying to take a leak again. <laughs> Let me take a leak in peace. <laughs> You're taking the rug and a globe. The end is nigh! The end is nigh! And then here are gluttons. Oh, food! Would there be anybody around to actually cook that? I would think most of the cooks and all that would be leaving. I bet they cooked them cooked it themselves. <laughs> Gross. Dance, 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 dance. No one would dance with me. <laughs> There's a trip right there. It's like their bodies were taken over by some thing. Yeah, take that! I have to say, like, some of that is the most realistic party scenes I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> the one thing I like about this is that we've only, it's like we've seen people just run everywhere in the big cities while we've only seen Yonger in the countryside just in 
like in one particular area. And then for some reason now we're just seeing a building like right being there, demolished and problem. we didn't see Yangri up until now. <laughs> yeah, that was a major scaling problem right there. <laughs> This is something you didn't see a whole lot in some of the earlier Godzilla and Gamera films where you had a ton of decent-sized models and miniatures on a, you know, okay-sized set for for the uh, guy playing the kaiju to Mm -hmm. walk through and destroy. I mean, yeah, you had that in some of the movies, but you didn't have it all that often. not interested in you go away (laughs) (laughs) shit sure luck I would have just shoved that kid out and be like take him take him Be mean to me. <laughs> Leave him. Leave him. Ichiro, quit falling down. It's Icho. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Leave her. Leave her. Why'd you have to go and fall down too? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Styrofoam block hurt me. I'm surprised he, well, yeah, just bleed a little. I mean, you should have bled profusely because they also hit him in the face. Well, it's near his chest. Like, wouldn't that bust some ribs, maybe even, like, mess up his heart? Yeah, like heart palpitation and lung puncture. (laughs) He should be spitting up blood, turning into a monster. Quite an interesting design choice to have two spikes on either side of its tail. Yeah. gal in the background there on the typewriters like she's just typing random stuff let me find she instead of um oh what's the phrase um transcribing uh she was writing her own novel (laughs) (laughs) or just typing the same letter over and over again 
50 I'll shades. Each right? quit covering yourself in poo. That'd be funny if it became more of a movie about like Yangari trying to get Icho and Yangari winning in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that building sort of looks like the uh, Japanese diet building. It's their Gojira 54 moment. Yeah, basically, I mean, just look at it. Look at the scene, it's basically the same setup. And basically it goes right through the same area of yeah, that building. Yeah. Again, though, despite, you know, clear ripoffs and all that, it look at how wonderful this looks, though. I mean, it looks... Oh, yeah, no, no doubt about it. <clears throat> and this right here is a wonderful shot. It's always been one of my favorite shots of the movie. I'd be curious to know how long it took for uh, all this to be put together, even though, like, all the buildings were hollow. Like, still, there's a lot of detail put into all this. Younger is ruining our plans to take over the world. <laughs> Da, 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 da. Oh, wrong movie. <laughs> wrong I think not long from now, I think we'll see another scaling problem. We'll run into a weird dialogue issue coming up maybe in the next five or so minutes. It's really funny because the, the guy they run into repeats the same thing about four times. <laughs> They seem frightened. Ah! <laughs> A little whoopsie there. You get to see the end of the blowtorch. I mean, you would think you would have learned your lesson already if you try to fly that close. Nah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Get back here, helicopter. Oh, it sounds like he's ripping into like flesh or something. <laughs> you know, as far as the movie goes, you would particularly only see the whole city destruction thing later on in, in a film, particularly, but here it just sort of comes is it close to the middle and in the middle? Well, yeah, it's similar to how um, um, Godzilla Raids Again is. Another underrated movie. Mm. First we see him in the city, now he's out in the uh, countryside. Watch your little boy smear poop on his face. You tell me. Probably saw Predator and was like, he sees Predator. body, so I'm gonna put poop on me. <laughs> That's why you don't run around the sewers there. Like he was doing earlier. Like he knows which levers to. how there's a river of gasoline just going down that hill there off to the left I wonder how many people actually got hurt doing this <laughs> I don't know if I read anything about that five bodies were charred during this scene So that uh, that very first scene at the beginning of the film where they had it shot in space. Yeah. Apparently, according to the production thing here, the screenwriter originally intended for Yangre to be a single-celled organism from space that mutated into a giant monster after exposure from radi- radiation. So that, that seems weird considering that yeah. actually happened. Yeah, right. That could have been their their original intention, but the way that you watch the film here, it doesn't really seem like that's the case at all. See Yangari do the Yangari dance here. See, Get back here, tail! Sniff crack. <laughs> Each will think of evil thoughts. 
Damn it, Dale. You get back here. It'd be funny if the, if all of them were doing the Yongari dance. It's like, oh man, that's so cool. We need to we need to do that at this year's G Fest. <laughs> it's like, hey everyone, do the Yongari dance. Instead of doing the the uh, the Mario, do the Yongari. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you smell like crap because it is crap. <laughs> Smeared on me. It's got uh, it's got eternal life juices. He seems to be doing okay after. <coughs> oh no! <laughs> I couldn't hit the mute button in time. That's <laughs> my Stay like this, but you smell like poo. <laughs> it's amazing how they're able to get from one place to another. Yeah. So yeah, because it seems like from where they live, obviously they have to be far away. And then Icho there, like, like, how long did it even take him to get from that <laughs> tank yard all the way to was it the laboratory of? That dude's. This is the one. I am not the one you're looking for. Trying to play hide and shake over here. Oh, you see me now. It's the same thing twice to him. It's like they're, they're stupid. They're just standing there. Oh, well, get out of here. We're using guided missiles. I'm hurt. Please fix me. <laughs> Beep boop. This poop stays permanent. <laughs> Looks like a jar of piss there. <laughs> Grandmama's peach tea. Oh god. Oh, 
Son, my boy, your ideas are terrible. Boy, you sound so dumb to me. Go away. <laughs> That's just about everybody here. <laughs> oh, man, I was so scared there. Nothing so far. <laughs> now, please don't disturb me. It looks delicious. Can I have some? have begun. <coughs> I need my fix. I don't believe it's working. <laughs> what if we take these jars of piss and throw it at it? <laughs> that guy right there, he kind of, he sort of reminds me of that, uh, one uh, right. uh, dude that messed around with dynamite from the Red Green show. Uh -huh. I see the monster on hold. Climb 200 feet up. Don't fly too close. Acknowledge, please. <laughs> He's been itching for an awfully long time. I would have thought he would have like practically ripped his skin off. <laughs> The same, the same guys are at it again. Let's bully him some more. Oh boy, I get to mess around with this stuff. Hmm, what should I do now? Ooh. 
Oh, now you're just pissing me off now. Yummy, that's some good fire. Insane. Ah, who cares? I have to admit, though, like, as much as I find this movie to be a guilty pleasure, just about every time I watch this movie, as the movie progresses, I start, like, checking out a little bit more. Just because some of the filmmaking, it, it it stays too long on like one scene or or one area mm-hmm. uh, for too long. There's not a whole lot of progress made. It's sort of like uh, Latitude Zero. Yeah, I mean, things just kind of dangle around for a while. The difference between this and Latitude Zero is that this one actually is a little bit more fun. Yeah. And there's actually stuff going on where a lot of times you're just in the submarine. And see, like, for that reason, you know, just the shot of the clouds there, I couldn't really tell what was going on there, but now you start to see the rain. Hallelujah. It's it's like, when it comes to rain here, it should have maybe shown some lightning here and there because a lot of the filming, like other films, when there's rain about to come, see, now there's lightning now. It's like... When it comes to films and all that, when you know that rain's about to come, they would show like the clouds there that we saw, and then lightning, and then comes rain. Whereas in this film, you didn't really, you only just saw the clouds, but no lightning. Could be 
Boy, those uh, headsets on that guy's like really <laughs> going down to his face. You would have thought that was like a retainer. <laughs> <laughs> or just like to like uh, help straighten out his uh, jaw bone or something. What'd you say about a boner? I said jawbone. <laughs> oh, I thought you said boner. <laughs> Never said anything in the story. They're 100 proof. They were so bored. I'll be damned. Hallelujah. Yeehaw. Yangri out of his misery. Yay! Good job! <laughs> Dumb shit. <laughs> Can't do you, uh, Hate people being happy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, like he can hear you. <laughs> you. Yangari, like Yangari was the inspiration. <laughs> Definitely one of the goofiest moments of the whole film. Yeah. Icho there kind of reminds me of, uh, oh gosh, uh, the one kid from the Goonies. Oh, um, Chunk. Yeah. <laughs> You know what would make this scene one of the greatest scenes in movie history? 
What's that? They're they're doing what they're already doing right now, and then all of a sudden, like the music stops a second later, you you see Yangari go boom, and he stomped on the kid, and they lift his butt, <laughs> you just see him splattered all over. <laughs> Be like, good, I distracted the kid long enough to where I could get him. That's <laughs> what you get for shining a light in my eye. We found Waldo. Where is he? So it's dark and then it's light. Make up your mind, world. Light. (laughs) (coughs) Another great, like, miniature shot and set here. Mm Mm-hmm. They're sleeping on the <laughs> Okay, see, look at that. Look at that third. Uh, Forget what it's called, like the dummy wheel or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. Them from actually flipping over. Like, how did they? How did they not see that during the editing process? If there was one at all. I mean, even the cameraman would have had to have seen that during this moment. Would have been like, either we reshoot that or we omit it. Yeah. And then now he's quickly back in the city, which he wasn't before when they were. Over in the countryside there, in the oil refinery. Quit thinking so much, Jason. (laughs) I'm sorry, I can't help it. (laughs) So basically, we're getting towards the end of the film here now. We are. And definitely another odd moment about the whole movie. Yeah, you'll you'll learn soon enough as to the reason why. <laughs> and see, that's that's also another good mat uh, uh, effect right here. Right. Although you can see a little bit of the difference between the sky color there. Right. The thing is, though, it's again, hilarious. if you're watching it on a Blu-ray you will notice some of that stuff a little bit more. But on a DVD, I never noticed it. Yeah. 
this is why, like, to some degree, I'm against putting classic films on Blu-ray just because you start noticing this stuff. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I buy them on Blu-ray is because you'll a lot of times get some sort of extras on them. Yeah. You didn't have on the DVD. Oh, here soon enough, they could possibly start adding some on the to uh, Ultra HD or 4K type of format. And then you'll probably see more stuff in especially in a lot of these classic films. And then there you see a, a piece of, uh, you'll see pieces of skin flying off from the suit there. Good ma- uh, backdrop paintings. Actually, those are um, explosive um I'm not sure the technical term, but they're like little covers that kind of held the explosives. Yeah, I wonder how the the guy in the rubber suit (laughs) fell after all that uh, big explosions going off on the suit. <laughs> Get over here. Blah. You doing that on purpose because you know Mortal Kombat's 11's coming out in like a month? Yep. Some back for some more, huh? Helicopter. <laughs> this time I'll take you out. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, hard to believe we're already at the end of this movie. Like he's trying to imitate a turtle and can't get up. <laughs> like when he crouches over like that, it reminds me of Walter Matthau and Grumpy Old Men.
I must destroy the bridge because, well, it's there. It offended me. <laughs> It smiled at me. I don't like happy things. <laughs> it said mean things to me as well. Maybe it worked a little too well. I can't take any more of this air chain. The guy, the guy there's like, yeah, right. <clears throat> oh crap! Okay, first off, why? Yeah. <laughs> why of all things? Second of all, I saw no butthole. <laughs> I would have to say out of all the classic kaiju films this that part had to be one of the more disturbing things it is disturbing even when compared to current day because like I said why what was the need for that they could have had like it makes me incredibly sympathetic for Yangari you know, because it's like, what a way to go. And yeah. I, like, why would you do that? Like, you could write something different in there. Like, how would that precipitate make him, make him bleed from the rectum? I mean, it just... <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, I could see it burning his eyes. Like, maybe, like, choking him on the inside. And he, like, maybe asphyxiates or something. Like... Why couldn't you have done something like that? Or like somewhat have him bleed out of the butt. Or just like uh, really doing something to the skin. Like Right, like he scratches so hard that he literally scratches himself to death. Yeah, or like, like that powder could potentially start eating away at the skin. Yeah, like that guy didn't have all the letters under the back of his jacket. He just had SR. It's supposed to be SRC. <laughs> yeah, he bled from the butt. <laughs> Let's celebrate by having select few at this building with a red carpet rolled out. Wanna, anybody want a bloody yongery? <laughs> 
And let's let us dress fancy too. <laughs> Anybody want an hors d'oeuvre? Oh, these are good. What are these? Well, they're cookies with a jelly filling. <laughs> and a little bit of caviar. <laughs> yeah, all, all of them dress nice except for Icho there with a Hawaiian shirt. First of all, you're a psychopath you celebrated with such ecstasy on the death of a creature who died from the rectum (laughs) yeah what a way to go (laughs) again filmmakers why kim ki duck why my sister's busted. <laughs> I saw her with another man the other night and starts a fight with their boyfriend there on the steps. <laughs> First you were trying to chase after me, now you're trying to chase after other guys? How dare you? Chasing more frontal tail. <laughs> You know, it's amazing all the destruction he did that, you know, this ending right in this location is like pristine and perfect. Nothing like there's no smoke. There's no damage. Particularly from that uh, earthquake that they had earlier. Okay, like this little message each was trying to give here at the end about how he feels sorry for Yangari. It's look. I understand you want to have like a message of like being sympathetic. The problem is, though, that this movie never really showed that. To yeah, because it seems like he tormented Yongari with that flashlight. Right. And they celebrated his death. Just thought something awful. Like they go in there, the camera pans out on the building, and then all of a sudden the building blows up. <laughs> or just suddenly finally collapses in on itself. Yeah, like the earthquake made the foundation weak to where it just eventually fell. <laughs> I would love to see a sequel to this where like Icho comes back and he's like just the just the biggest douche and it's in the like it's a story about Icho and he's haunted by dreams of Yangari and he ends up like having a fight club and he just <laughs> living snot kicked out of him <laughs> well and that concludes Yangari alright I'll stop stop it here so, um, yeah, like Jason said, that's Yongari Monster from the Deep. Um, a really, let me turn, see if my camera will work now. Let me get my there camera. There it works. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> well, hi ho everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the so, show, Kent. My, my body caught up with my voice. My body was off napping somewhere. And I had my disembodied voice right here talking to you the whole time. <laughs> well, it wasn't uh, quite embodied, disembodied. It's like uh, there, there was a point where 
your video feed there was just all green. Well, yeah, it, uh, yeah, it was really weird, but, um, yeah, anyways, that was younger monster from the deep, a guilty pleasure of mine. But like I said, the, the movie has a lot of serious problems. I mean, there are problems with, uh, you know, writing in general, writing of the characters, uh, Icho is, is really, um, stupid and uh, <laughs> i mean they're just there are a lot of things about this film that i admit are simply not good but there are two things about this movie that i think by and large are good and come through one thing is the effects now granted as we even commented here almost towards the end there was a really bad like blue screenshot and then there was you know, some bad uh, miniature work, scaling work. There was also that support wheel on that Jeep that got sliced by um, Yangari there. Um, there. There were moments of bad effects, but by and large, the effects are pretty darn good. I mean, they're, they're mm-hmm. I would argue by and large, they would compete with the Godzilla and Gamera movies at the same time. Uh, I'm not saying they're better than those, but I'm saying they would compete with them as far as quality. Um, The second and final point that I think this movie more than anything else succeeds at is entertainment value. Um, You could have so much fun with this. I would love to get a group of friends and or just even Jason and I, like we just decide one time, Hey, let's play a drinking game with this thing. (laughs) And you probably would never hear from us again because we'd be dead. Oh yeah. This movie is so entertaining. I mean, part of it is due to the absolute goofiness and absurdity of, of just execution of shots and also just how they decided to write the story, how they decided to write the characters, what they decided to leave in the film. Um, it's highly entertaining. It's a, a fun B movie. And again, though, too, I think some people are overly harsh. I will agree with them. It's a bad movie. But this movie at the same time is so much fun that um, I just. How can you not have some sort of fun when you watch this? Yeah. Um, I would have to say, though, for every Kaiju fan, if I were to give a rating, buy, rent, or pass on this. Uh, I would say at the very least rent it. I mean, it's it's one of those, it's bad enough, but it's so goofy and goofy entertaining that I think there are enough people out there that would get a kick out of this at least. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it it is uh, one of those movies that is pretty unique to where it, like you said, it gets to be goofy at times. And then of course, when it comes to visual effects, yeah, you'll see a couple areas that we mentioned and pointed out while watching Yongari here that there is some scaling uh, issues uh, here and there. And especially uh, some uh, effects problems, especially when uh, Yongari uses his uh, laser from his horn there to cut that uh, Jeep in half. You'll see the third wheel which I'm guessing that they didn't realize it um, 
until probably was a bit too late. Um, um, once once they finished the film or when they did th- this uh, cut of uh, the film. And yeah, even though, uh, well, with with that, the miniatures, the suit um, are good, but also um, like the uh, the characters, uh, the story is a little a little bit goofy. Um, and then I would also say some of the cuts to certain scenes and the consistency uh, in some of the areas of the film are a bit off as far as the timing of a lot of the things here and there that we've seen earlier in the film when the one guy goes up in the space and so on and so forth. And again, one of my favorite moments is that scene where they run into the soldiers. You, you better get out of here. They'll be shooting at Yangari any minute. They'll be using guided missiles. You better go. They'll be firing at any moment. They'll be using guided missiles. <laughs> you better go. <laughs> like it's just the same thing. It's just I I, I I'm not kidding. <laughs> The first time I saw this movie, I rewound it on Netflix. I'm like, did I hear that correctly? And I'm like, I did. And I'm like, I am sold on this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's so deliciously bad that. But yeah, yeah, if if it comes to the rating of this film, yes, I would probably also give it a a rent as well, because you may never know when it comes to uh, certain people, but um I would say uh, uh, I would say rent it and uh, give it a watch, and I would say that you would uh, definitely uh, enjoy the entertainment of value, especially like uh, what Ken and I uh, have had in the past with this. And you can, like uh, Kent said, that um, you can invite your friends or uh, like your siblings and have a drinking game. Uh, out of this uh, sort of movie here, it, it is a an enjoyable, guilty pleasure sort of uh, film. Um, it's to me personally, I don't think it's one of those movies that you would really hate. It, granted, it's goofy, it has its flaws, but it is one of those films that you would I would think that you would enjoy. This movie, in some respects, although I think the movie I'm about to mention does its effects work just a little bit better, this movie is, in my opinion, on the same level as Super Inframan. Um, It's entertaining as heck, but yes, there are some major problems here. Yeah, but when it comes to those two movies, Inframan is far more entertaining. I don't know. I don't know. I may disagree with you on that. Uh, It's like when it comes to that one, it keeps you on your feet throughout the entire movie. Whereas this, there are some resting points here. Yeah, I mean, there are some issues that they did as far as focus. Because like I've always said, as this movie progresses, yes, I kind of start checking out a little bit. Um, So, yeah. 
something to consider maybe when you come here in a couple of months maybe do an episode where we do a drinking game with this oh god <laughs> well i know the thing is, i haven't touched alcohol since january 23rd so well i know we were thinking about well i've got a couple of those uh board and card games that i reviewed uh on here uh last year was a kaiju crush and then kaiju incorporated and i know we were thinking about doing a uh, live streaming of us playing those games when we were when i was going to be at your place uh here so maybe maybe we can all try to fit something in or maybe try to come up with like a certain things on a list for this uh film or whatever every time something dumb happens you take a drink well that's that's basically the entire movie right there need about 150 cases of a 30 pack of natty ice oh god <laughs> but yeah that's a younger monster from the deep a guilty pleasure of mine uh, i still recommend uh, you know you check it out i i think it's something you may find uh at least amusing so uh thank you so much for for watching and listening and uh we'll see you here in a couple weeks when we uh, continue our reviews. We will be doing Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two from the Heisei series. So uh, when is our next show? Since uh, since uh, yeah. last week we were originally going to be doing this until you weren't uh, feeling too well. So th- now we're the scheduling. The, we're looking at April thirteenth now. Okay. April thirteenth. <laughs> All so, right. Yeah. Well, um, with that, uh, thank you for uh, watching uh, the DKN commentary on Yangari Monster of the Deep. Uh, make sure to uh, hit the subscribe button down below this video if you haven't uh, done so already, as well as uh, hit the notification bell to get the uh, the latest updates on uh, on us. Uh, uploading new videos on our YouTube channel, and uh, if you listen, if you don't watch us on here on youtube we also have the audio versions of both our show and commentaries on uh, both itunes and uh, google play music and we also have a uh, an audio player on uh, the daikaiju network.com uh, website uh, as well and, and we'll uh, sure our clips are no longer 14 seconds <laughs> yeah for for some strange reason there uh the wordpress uh software um strangely duplicated just a little bit of the segment of the uh the audio but uh so so yeah the latest the latest episodes now has been updated on both itunes and uh, google play music so uh so yeah um other than that uh yeah thank you for watching we'll see you guys on april 13th